sometimes when the moon is full, you don't ever look at it and go, excuse me, could you just like tone it down a little bit? And you definitely do not look at the celestial body that is vacant from the sky and say, well, it's broken. No, it will come back and it will be just as bright and just as full as it was the month before. And women are like the moon. We cycle on average 28 day cycle like the moon. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. My friend, I have been in a season of growth for the last five years. Like I have been taking in so much information. It's been crazy. And one of the things that I have learned that has impacted my life the most is how to understand my cycles. Yes, I'm talking about my period, but not just my period, like my actual cycle that goes through. I mean, it's a whole month long. It's not just the week you are bleeding or the amount of time that you are bleeding. It is the whole month. And if you are a person who has a period or not in this moment, and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to listen to this. If you don't have a period, please listen to this so that you can understand the people in your life who do have a period, because this is a game changer and will give you insight into them. If you have a period, please listen, because this information is so powerful. And if you have children in your life who are going to have a period someday or who do that now, get this information now so that you can help educate and support them in that process. Like this information has changed my life and I'm so grateful today to be able to bring on Elizabeth Olson to be able to have her educate you and help you understand your cycle and how you can use it for your good to help you in your relationships, in your work life, in your home life, like anything that is important to you, your cycle can work for you instead of feeling like it's working against you. So please, 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 please enjoy today's episode. Please give it a listen and understand the importance of this. I also feel like this is a very important conversation to have after we had our sex talk with Amanda Lauder last week. Hormones play a big part in our life and in our relationships in so many ways. So this is such an important conversation to have. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I hope you will connect with Elizabeth here and also in the other venues that she has to offer. It is a game changer. Sending you all the love. Enjoy today's episode. Okay, my friends, I am so excited to have Elizabeth Olson here with me today. And Elizabeth shares so much about cycles and not just our periods, because there's so much more than that. And I have to say, we were just talking about the fact that this information has changed both of our lives and the power of now we get to take it. And I have two teenage daughters right now, and I get to help them understand their whole cycle, not just their period and understand what they're going through. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. And this might be a topic that some people hear and they're like, I don't know if I want to talk about this. But the thing is, is that it affects so many aspects of our life that it's worth the listen. It really is worth the listen just to even notice and start paying attention to things that you didn't realize it was affecting, like your workouts and how you communicate with others and your sleep. And when is a good time to communicate with a partner or a boss or when to back out of things and be like, I'm not going to that PTA meeting because it will not be good for my public relations 
manager, <laughs> AKA myself. So it, it really affects so, so many things in your life. And when you start stepping into a cyclical way of living, you start to see cycles in other things, especially because the whole world is cyclical. There is ebb and flow in so many things, including the economy, the housing market, politics, relationships, weather, rivers, streams, the moon. It's there if we pay attention to it. And I think that, you know, since the industrial revolution, we have had just this corporate mindset of bigger, better, faster, consistent. And with the feminine energy that cyclical living brings, we notice ebbs and flows in so many more things. And you are being consistent. It's just on a greater scheme of things. Oh, 100%. I love that so much. To see the cycles in everywhere. Like we were meant to cycle. Everything's meant to cycle. So it's so powerful. Okay, before we dive in more, Elizabeth, tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you started this process. Like what initially drew you to the work that you do? Okay, so I am a mother of four boys, which would tell people that they're like, what? How are you so into all this female help situation? Well, I am female and was born a female and live a female life. And so here I am, this female living in a household of men. And I have all sons, I have all brothers, and I just felt like I was going crazy. Well, I had postpartum after my second son, and then again after my fourth son. And when I was going through my healing of the postpartum and I was taking the same steps that I had taken after my second, something was off and it wasn't quite working the same. Now, granted, I had 200% more children, but I also then received an ADHD diagnosis. Mm. And so then once I started looking through that lens, I started noticing patterns of feeling rejected. I started noticing that my anxiety and depression worsened over time at certain times of the month. And then I had horrific periods and felt like I was bleeding out. So I had an ablation where they go in and cauterize the inside of your uterus, but I was still cycling and having these PMS symptoms. And I thought, how can I be having PMS symptoms if I'm not going to have a period when PMS is premenstrual syndrome and yeah. I'm not menstruating? It was very confusing. So I started having to look at things that were happening, behaviors, patterns, emotions, and I started noticing things. And then I did hear about the seasons. I'm pretty sure I heard it from April Davis and she's um, from the vagina blogs, but I started looking at it through the lens that I have, which is ADHD and no longer having an active bleed. And so once I started noticing these patterns and knowing how cyclical we are and noticing, okay, this is the way I should show up in these seasons. This is the way I might act or think during this time of the month, I started really plugging into it and noticing things. And it just, it just made so much sense because it was so predictable, mm. which is, that is how often do we hear? I don't even know what to say. It's like the pinnacle, like the, the climax of it all that, that people are like, women are so unpredictable. Actually, it is extremely predictable down to the fact that I like to call it the blueprint of how we were created. Yeah. Could you not have some type of recipe 
for how these fantastical, multidimensional, dynamic, intense, passionate, beautiful beings are created. Well, it's menstrual cycle and you show up differently at different times of the month. Just like the moon shows up differently at different times of the month. So sometimes when the moon is full, you don't ever look at it and go, excuse me, could you just like tone it down a little bit? That is too much. (laughs) And you definitely do not look at the celestial body that is vacant from the sky and say, well, it's broken. Didn't show up today. It's broken. No, it will come back and it will be just as bright and just as full as it was the month before. And women are like the moon. We cycle on average 28 day cycle like the moon. So beautiful. And honestly, I love thinking of ourselves as the moon over like the sun or something. I'm like, I don't want to be the sun. No, (laughs) I want to be the moon. No, the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west every single day. And that is very masculine. Men. Yep. That is men. A cycle on a 24-hour cycle. They wake up, they're ready to go. By the evening, they fall asleep watching Sports Center. Like it just happens every day. And not every man is this way, but generally they have a lot more routine and they can stick with it. For example, on a fitness level, if they say, Oh, I cut out one thing from my diet, aka bread or Dr. Pepper, they lose 40 pounds in a week. It's insane. Whereas women are, you know, they slim down after their period because they're shedding all the excess water weight because spoiler alert, you didn't have a baby and you didn't need to hold on to that. So then your body recalibrates and goes back to what it was originally. But then over the month, you start to hold on to things and you your body's getting ready to house an embryo, to birth a baby. And then once you don't get pregnant, your body's like, okay, cool. Didn't need that. Bye. And you get rid of it. And that's really cool. So why would you beat yourself up for, oh, I'm 10 pounds heavier, or I, these pants don't fit the same, or I felt so great last week. Why is my skin freaking out this week? And it's not just blaming it on hormones, like hormones, they're the worst. Actually, hormones are pretty cool because they will tell you certain things at certain times of the month. So let's look at this from like a behavioral lens. If you are doing anything, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a CEO, you will have different seasons of high energy and low energy. And so you know when to push the gas pedal and get stuff done. And your body is naturally producing higher estrogen higher testosterone. And those are hormones that exude pheromones, which also are like, I don't know, twinkly mind changing powers. I mean, when you go into a room and you're asking for a raise or a proposal or heck, even trying to get the kids ready for family pictures, you're going to look pretty good in your family pictures when you're around the ovulation time of the month. And then when you have this drop in hormones and you no longer are ovulating, you're no longer growing this egg to be fertilized. You don't need those hormones anymore. So they drop down and your body goes into a more resting state and you're getting ready to shed. And so that's a time for reflection. That's a time where you can step back and go, okay, how did that go? I just was going a hundred miles an hour. Now we're going to back it down a little bit and reflect on it. Let's tweak some things. Let's rethink some things. And that's hugely beneficial on a grand scale or on a personal level. 100%. 
Okay. Tell us about the seasons because we're talking about ovulation and when we're shedding and all these things. And I think it's so powerful to have it in context of the seasons and like a couple of things of what we're good at at the seasons. We can't get into everything. There's so much information that goes here, but tip of the iceberg for our education on the seasons here. All right. So you're going to think of your cycle kind of like you think of the seasons. And the first day of your cycle is the first day of your period. And that is the first day of winter. And when you're in your winter, you are also like, in the season winter. It's cold outside. I'm talking about the season winter. It's cold outside. It's darker, longer. The sun sets earlier. You kind of want to be like warm and cozy and you go into this hibernation state. This is similar to when you're on your period. You don't really want to be around a lot of people. You just kind of want to take a step back. You want to curl up in a ball, take warm baths, have that heating pad, go to bed early, warm, cozy foods. That is your winter. Then after winter, after your period, you go into spring and spring is when body is really starting to rise on the estrogen and the testosterone and the FSH, which is the follicle stimulating hormone. So it's stimulating that follicle, which it will eventually lead to ovulation and ovulation is summer, but before summer, when that actually happens, that's when all the nurturing is happening. That's when you're kind of brainstorming. You've got all this creative energy and you're getting ready to go before the actual action happens. And then when you go from spring to summer, that is when the actual ovulation happens and the egg is released and it travels down the fallopian tube. That's when, and I know this sounds a lot like maturation, but that's when your hormones are at a peak. That's when you have the most um, coercive power. I don't want to make it sound evil, but like that Um, you know, we're talking American woman, Lenny Kravitz, even who who even did that before that, but like all those bombshell moments that's during ovulation. That is a powerful woman. Nothing is more powerful than an ovulating female. Think about it. Peacocks are like, check out my feathers. The lions fight over each other. The elk are like getting their antlers tangled and broken off to go get the ovulating female. She is the price. So how do we use that for our good? Well, maybe implement a new chore chart. Maybe that's when you ask for a raise. Maybe that's when you're having co-parenting conversations where you would like to leverage that powerful goddess within and use it for your good. And it's it's not tricky because you're not trying to like coerce people into your bidding. But if there's a problem and you need to solve it, solve it in your summer. And then after that, and here's the fun part, your summer is only three to five days. So hop on it while you've got it, like get it done, plan it in your spring, do it in your summer. And then you're going to take a step back in your fall. And your fall is actually when the hormones drop, your testosterone levels drop, your estrogen levels drop. And the one that rises is your progesterone. Mm -hmm. Now, if progesterone doesn't rise higher than your estrogen, then that's when PMS symptoms get really bad. So irritability, rage, cravings, bloating, you're more sensitive to sound. If you've got like any type of neurodivergence, that's when like it's easier to get overstimulated because estrogen acts as a social lubricant. So things tend to roll off your back and it's not that big of a deal. 
But when you're in your fall and speaking about like teenage daughters, maybe it's a good time to not go out with friends. Maybe for you, it's not a good time to be around people who might rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, on social opportunities, but you're also missing out on the opportunity to be offended, to offend others, to burn bridges, to have problems arise that normally wouldn't be a problem. I call this fighting over Kleenex. Has that ever happened where you're like, what are we even, what is the problem? It's like you pulled out the Kleenex the wrong way, which is there really a wrong way? No, but it bothers you yeah. when this happening. And happens, happens every month, predictably. When you're having a really great time, you better get as much done as you possibly can. Because suddenly, I always tell my husband, oh, she's gone. She's gone. She'll be back. back, But she's gone. I can feel fun Elizabeth sliding out the door. And in comes slightly ragey, easily irritated Elizabeth. And Because I cannot control the input, meaning like things are coming in and it might be sound or it might be someone's chewing or it might be just all the little things that just really send you over the edge. Basically, any Karen video out there is a woman in her luteal phase. This is called the luteal phase. And I tell my husband, she'll be back. And my kids are like, uh, okay. And they know. I will tell them I don't have the capacity to like, I just, my patience is gone. I just don't, I just don't have it in me. I can hear gentle parenting experts and people talking about like nervous system regulation, like, oh, you shouldn't be putting that on them. Okay. Well, just having a disclaimer of my 50 gallon tank of fun has now shrunk to five. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a responsible thing. And I'm quicker to apologize. I'm like, I don't, I, I just don't have this in me. And again, I'm the only woman in my home. So if I'm acting like a crazy person, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm acting normal. If you wind me up next to a bunch of other women in their luteal phase. However, <laughs> because I am a standalone figure who's standing differently than I was yesterday. Yeah. Then I look like something's off. But so what can I control? I can control how much sleep I get, how much input I get, like the overstimulation factor. I can control my fiber intake. That's actually a huge thing because you're in a spot where your body would be getting ready to house a fertilized egg. Mm -hmm. You're naturally holding onto everything like food. So you're easily constipated during that time. So making sure you get fiber fiber and hydration, making sure you get enough sleep because you're more irritable when you're sleep deprived, like all the things, lots of self-care. Now that doesn't necessarily mean you're like, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to do this and I'm getting, yeah, it's learning about it, doing the things that actually are self-care for you. And that's going to be different from person to person. For me, I still go to the gym, but I lift so much lighter. I schedule monthly massages and I process emotions during those massages. And it's like body work. It, it is yeah. it is squeezing out whatever it is that's stuck in your muscles. You know, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> your body to these things. And so scheduling massages during your luteal phase is a good idea or getting a pedicure during your luteal phase. You're working out that um, 
getting the acupressure in. I'm like, am I falling into my fall today? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And here's a fun thing for anyone who has ADHD or neurodivergence or even some trauma response can Mm -hmm. manifest like ADHD symptoms. Estrogen is the catalyst for dopamine. So if your estrogen is lower, you're less likely to be receiving and producing the dopamine that you need. And so it's just like this natural, like, is it the chicken or the egg? What is the estrogen or the dopamine? Oh, well, it's both. So basically, this is a great time to be binge watching shows or journaling is a really, really great idea. Mm -hmm. And like, if you were to bring your girls in and say, hey, this weekend, cancel your plans. We're going to watch season two of, I don't know. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. All the emotions, right? (laughs) I'll just have a good sob fest and like Mm -hmm. salty. Your your body naturally wants more salt and or complex carbohydrates and fats. So like salty snacks and um, popcorn and yummy Mm -hmm. things. It's also going to be a little more bloated if you eat those things, (laughs) but it's going to feel good going down. So it's so much more in a cyclical living pattern than just, oh, your period's coming. Oh yeah. And then after your fall, then your period comes. <laughs> and we have reached the full circle. That is yeah. your cycle. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I think that you brought up is, you know, putting this on our kids or whatever. I don't think, I don't think of it that way is putting it on them of like saying, Hey, this is where I'm at. It's instead creating that awareness of being like, this is a lot about me right now and where I'm at. It's not about you. Well, yes, there are probably things here that we need to address. I might be overreacting about them in this moment. Right. Um, and you're right. I'm sorry. Like, please forgive me and be patient with me. I yeah. think that that's powerful for them to see and to understand that there's something going on with me. This isn't about you. And yes, these are things we might need to address in a week or two when I am back into spring and summer of, hey, these are things that maybe you need to step up because they're obviously bugging me. I just like, it's clear now that I'm in my luteal phase. I'm in fall. uh, So we need to address them throughout the cycle so that then also I'm not completely freaking out because I feel this resentment. Yeah, because you haven't been listening and now I'm pissed. I can let it roll off my back the other times in my cycle, but now I'm really pissed. You should have shown up earlier or you could have, and and that would have supported all of us. I think that a lot of anger is unspoken resentment. And when we have that resentment, because our needs are not being met repeatedly, we need to get really good at advocating for ourselves and using language that does so saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, When I ask you, I'm thinking of my eight-year-old son, which he's got ADHD too. And I remember having the hardest time with my boys when they were in second grade. Well, this is my third boy now in second grade. And I'm going, okay, how do I, how do I communicate with this, this with him? Hey, if I say, come here and you run out to the trampoline, that's really rude. And it really bothers me. And I need you to listen instead of just running away. And mm-hmm. if you can, then we're going to have a problem. Well, we had that enough happen that now today I just bought a, actually it showed up this morning, a time lock safe 
because he kept disappearing and you know there's a new Zelda game out and I get it like it's really fun and it's summer but I have to have a boundary such as we're not going to play video games until two o'clock in the afternoon or you know we're going to take a break for it so it's going to be gone anyway I just needed a little more support and that was something to support me because of my inability to be consistent right like I get distracted So I need certain tools coming in to help and support me. So paying attention just to what it is that you need. What I like to do is with my clients, I take a month. Our first month, we're just noticing. Notice what popped up. Did you feel a certain way? And and, and it's not just the fall. There are really high productivity times during like your spring. You might sleep for like five hours and your eyes pop open. And you go, holy cow, I feel amazing. And I feel like I should go to the gym. That's crazy. I never go to the gym at five. But if you're feeling like you're ready for it, your body's probably asking. So capitalize on that. Um, One thing that I have done multiple times is my eyes will pop open and I go to a morning class or I go to the gym early. And then I usually swing by the grocery store and I'll get stuff for sandwiches and I will mass produce sandwiches. And then I wrap them up and put them in the fridge. And then my kids eat on them for two weeks for school lunches. Granted, that's not necessarily a need during the summer, but people got to eat during the summer. So why not? Yeah. So there are times where you can, when you feel productive and you are being productive, don't beat yourself up for the next week when you go, "Um, what's wrong with me? Last week I got so much done and today I got out of bed and put on pants and it felt like a lot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's all you could do today. Yeah. And I think there's just, so one of the things we talk about in our coaching group is first and foremost, we are gentle with ourselves to be boldly ourselves. So being gentle with ourselves is exactly what you're talking about. Like understanding there are times when you are going to be able to show up and you are going to do the things you want to do and crush all of the things. There are other days you need a freaking break because so that you can show up later on. And that's one of the things that I've learned is if I will take the break, like at the end of my fall and at the beginning of my winter and just embrace those days of rest, like four days of just really kind of taking everything I can off my plate, Mm -hmm. then I get like that huge hit of productivity. Like then the energy's there. And I'm like, I can get so much more done during that time than if I pushed through those days. But it's so hard for us to not compare ourselves to who we were last week. But when we see the cycle, it's like, oh, I get this. Like it makes sense now. And we don't have to beat ourselves up anymore. Yeah. And one thing that I have noticed is that when I choose to push through and I ignore what my body is telling me without fail, I will spiral into a panic attack on day 22 of my cycle. hundred percent. Isn't that insane? The fact that I know that it is day 22 of my cycle. That is when I am just tapped. And there are days where, or there are some months where I have to keep going because we have or we had that, or we had this. But then when I don't pull back on in other ways, such as making sure I'm going to sleep a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. sure that I'm getting enough hydration or food or self-care or communicating needs and not, not just blowing myself off, holding that boundary. If I do not, 
I will go into a panic attack. And yeah. hi, Elizabeth, and I have panic attacks. And every once in a while, actually, regularly have suicidal ideation. However, mm. I have chosen that I need to listen to that and go, okay, first of all, that's not an option. And secondly, what is it that my body and brain needs right now? What do I need? And sometimes it's me calling my husband and just telling him, I feel awful. Or calling a good friend and saying, mm-hmm. um, I, I hate everyone and everything right now. And having those really close relationships that I feel so safe in. And I only participate in those relationships during that time. 100%. And if I have other things scheduled, first of all, that's my bad. But I am very candid about the fact that I'm, hey, I'm here because I said that I would be here, but I just need you to know that I might be a little salty and I might not be your favorite person right now, but I promise that I'm not saying stuff just because I dislike you or because I probably feel you say something. I just need you to, I just need to be heard right now. And I, I saw Little Mermaid and I about, I definitely cried when, when King Triton said, you should not have to lose your voice in order to be heard. And I think that that goes for a lot of women where Mm -hmm. we, we just hold it in and hold it in and hold it in. And then all of a sudden we explode and it's because we haven't been expressing our needs originally. And we haven't been saying, Hey, this is really bothering me or I don't want to do that or not okay with that or that work for me. And there's no rule book out there that says, you may not say that doesn't work for me. There is nothing out there that says you're not allowed to say no. You absolutely are. And if you're feeling like you should say no, then say no. If that's your gut response, listen to it. Don't worry about like, oh, but what will they think? Or what about this? Like someone will fill the space where you are not. Fill the space for you is you. Yeah. And one of the things I love that you said earlier that I wrote down was the idea of like missing an opportunity is it goes along right with this is, you know, we say yes or whatever, because we feel like we're going to miss an opportunity or whatever. But really, the uh, missed opportunity is the opportunity to show up in a way that actually feels good. The missed opportunity is like we are. And I tell my girls this all the time. I'm like, because they say this, I feel bad saying no or whatever. I'm like, is it better that you show up to that party or your friend's house not really wanting to be there and like not being fully present with them? Or is it better that you say no and show up at a time where you actually want to spend the time with them, where you actually feel present and like, yes, like it's that hell yes moment of, yes, I want to go do something with you. If it's a close friend, she might be cycling with you. Yep. Like two negatives don't equal a positive. That's just Mm -hmm. like red flags all around. So it's okay. It's okay. Very close friend. And you feel like you can be yourself, your true authentic self, which is going to feel really good to your soul. Mm -hmm. She's going to respect you should. She probably will respect you because you're either saying yes or you're saying, hey, I do want to spend time with you, but I would rather spend just time you and me this weekend. Can we just like scale it down? One of the things I really remind the women I work with too is they'll be like, well, last week I was able to handle this from my partner who has likely, I mean, if they're working with me, they've gone through some sort of betrayal. 
like I could handle these conversations and I could listen to these things. But this week I'm like freaking out and I'm not okay. And my first question is always, where are you at in your cycle? Like, and we, we sometimes loosen our boundaries during those spring and summer phases, even though we still need those boundaries, sometimes we loosen them and then it comes back. And the next week, again, we feel like, why can't I have this loosened boundary? Like, why am I feeling jealous or angry about this or whatever at this week? And, and that's usually why. And I always tell them that the boundary you set in your luteal phase, like when you were in your fall and you're feeling that, that's the boundary to keep the whole cycle. That is the boundary you need. That is the protection you need. That is where you feel safe. And until you feel okay with it in your fall phase, like until you can like stretch the boundary when you're in your fall phase, then the boundary needs to stay. It needs to stay in place just because they're dealing with such heavy things. Absolutely. I'm writing this down. The keep is the one you said in your luteal phase because that is so true. That's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah, you can handle things at certain times, but you cannot handle them all the time. Yeah. And so having that boundary is huge. I have a hard rule that we do not have business meetings and businesses in air quotes. Um, we do not have business meetings between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. Oh. And so even if my husband's brain is going and going and going and he rolls over first thing in the morning is like, Hey, did you send in that tax form or did you like check your bank account? Or usually money is my biggest trigger. I don't know why, but it just like, it is. Oh, probably because I'm a stay at home mom and I feel like I don't have control over certain things. And so then my rejection yeah. sensitivity, dysphoria kicks in. That's an ADHD thing, which is really worth looking into. Also, demand avoidance. Have you heard of this? <laughs> So demand avoidance is um, like if he says to me, I'm going to do the dishes. Why don't you go put the kids to bed? What I'm hearing is go put the kids to bed right now or you're a terrible person. And I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Daddy, I love him. So basically anything that's going to trigger my RSD or my demand avoidance, I'm like, those are business type meetings that I don't want to have. I need to be well-fed, highly caffeinated, lots of endorphins running through my body, preferably, yeah, just, you got to be a high-performing, high-maintenance, high-performance situation Mm -hmm. before I can have these conversations. Do not schedule or even think about talking to me about something between 9 p.m. and 9 a.m. because my brain can't handle that. And I think that that's a really good thing for a lot of people because you're just tired. I mean, talk about the mental load that women carry Mm -hmm. and, oh, it's just that you're already, give yourself some credit because you're already carrying so many things that you know that when the squeaky sound happens, that that's when someone's drawstring has gotten tangled in the dryer and all the clothes are getting destroyed because they're getting big, long knot. Like, Could you give yourself a little credit for that? Because you're the only person in the house that knows that. Yeah. That's a really important thing to know, albeit extremely trivial. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I need to find a word for things that are important and trivial. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. When you come up with it, or if I think of one, I'll let you know, because that is really a thing like, 
nothing's really trivial. Like, yes, in the grand scheme of things, it might not be as, um, you know, as immediate or whatever. It's important. I, I keep wanting to say the word important, but I'm like, not even that. It's just different. And so, yeah, I think and that's a good. Different strokes for different folks, right? hundred like, percent. One of my kids has a major aversion to popcorn. When he smells popcorn, his world is crumbling. And one of my other really loves popcorn. So knowing that, oh, a fun activity for my youngest is not going to a movie is probably pertinent information. Yeah. It's really not important, but it's important. 100%. 100%. And I think that this um, knowing like your seasons, it, it is that pertinent information that's really not that important, but you probably should not plan on going to your in-laws when you're on day 22 of your cycle. You might- yeah. Or, you know, if you're dealing with some type of betrayal or some type of crisis, um, yes. journaling, double check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Like, yes, get it all out. If you're feeling a certain way, you know, three pages, I tell, I tell my clients all the time, three pages and they go, I don't know what to write. And I say, start with that. I don't know what to write. Those six words will start your pencil moving. If you really don't know what to write, switch your hand, start using your other hand, your non-dominant hand. Have you ever done this? Mm -mm. It's fantastic. The things that will come up that are on a different part of your brain that you don't normally use they will just come up and you're going, wow, I had no idea that I felt so ashamed that I was excited about that in preschool. I mean, it is fantastic, the things that will come up. Anyway, it's just, I think that it's a really good idea for women of all ages, including women who have daughters, women who are women, women who are perimenopausal, postmenopausal, Normally in their cycle, pregnant, I have women tell me all the time I don't have a cycle. And I correct them as gently as I possibly can. I didn't say period. I didn't say active bleed. I said, yes. So if you get anything from this, anything at all, please notice your cycle and how you show up differently at different times of the month. And anytime you look at the moon and you go, oh, it's different recognize that you also show up different and that's okay. It's beautiful. Love that. Perfect place to wrap this up. Thank you so much. But before we go, if you are, our listeners are like, oh my gosh, I need to understand more. I want to embrace this more fully. Elizabeth has something that you can go pick up. Tell us about your cycle guides. Okay. So my cycle guides are 19 pages for each season of your cycle. And I walk you through what your body and brain are doing in each different season. And I talk about your skin and your hair and your cravings and libido and your mood and your energy levels. And those are all things that play into who we are holistically. And when you are looking at your hair and going, oh, it's just not working, but I just showered. And why is it so bad? knowing that you're in your luteal phase and your body naturally produces more sebum is going to help you plan for that activity or night out that you have. And you're probably going to opt for natural waves or an updo or something else. It's just little tweaks on life that are 
legitimately the best life hack you could ever have. So I have them separated out into each season. You can um, purchase them one season at a time if you want to digest it as you're going through each season. I also have it bundled um, for a little bit of a lower cost for the whole thing. Um, But I wanted to do it those two ways. So one, it could be budget friendly, but then also you could have the whole package information. I also have a free tracking sheet and my tracking sheet is basically as easy as filling in a bubble or drawing a smiley face. And it doesn't matter if you're tracking your skin, your hair, your cravings, you know, all the things that are, um, that I just listed off. You could also track like your focus or times you want to create or times you want to sleep or times you want, I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can, you can track. And just looking at it and having a concrete picture of it, you'll start to notice little clusters of things and that can cue you into where you are in your cycle. This is really beneficial if you have an IUD, if you've had an ablation, if you're nursing, if you're pregnant, like pregnant people are still cycling. They might not be having an active bleed, but there's got to be some type of ups and downs because you're having good days and bad days. So there's got to be some type of ebb and flow mm-hmm. in chemistry, in your biology. This is at a metabolic level and it's just science. I just happen to bring it into this way of like the moon and peacock. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's fascinating. It is so fascinating and it's so powerful to understand and to utilize in all aspects of your life. And I love it. And I love that you are here doing this work and that you shared all of this with us today. I've picked up your cycle guides. I love them. If you guys are wanting something to support you in this and to learn more, I feel like it's such a great place to start to have these guides. Uh, it just breaks it down and makes it like digestible so that you can know what you're doing. Thanks. I'm so glad that you have tried them and that you've implemented them in a way and you're yep. going, okay, this is actually super helpful. <laughs> Yeah, I've been on this journey for a few years because like you had mentioned, like your cycles got really bad. Your period specifically got really bad. Mine were out of control. And I was like, something's got to shift. Like I need to know more about my cycles in general, like the whole thing, not just when I'm bleeding, because obviously something's off here and let's figure out what I need. And so I love, I love how yours condenses down the information for people. Like it makes it, I mean, you can get super extreme with this. And I think yours is like this beautiful middle ground of how to house this and it feels doable. So I don't know if it's a little known fact or less talked about fact, or I don't know what it is. Maybe it's political and people are trying to keep us on. But women generally go into perimenopause up to 10 years before menopause. 10 years. So you can be going through this in your late 30s. Mm. as early as your mid to late thirties, where you're going, Ooh, you know, I'm having the hot sweats or I'm, something's going on. Like what is going on? And just getting your progesterone checked, noticing when things are happening. Like I said, you know, if your progesterone is not rising higher than your estrogen levels during your luteal phase, then you're going to feel off. And it's not because you're crazy. It's because something's off. So go advocate for yourself. So I just wrote it down, get my progesterone projected. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. So fun to chat with you and we'll be connecting again soon. 
My friend, before you go, real quick, I wanted to remind you that I have an in-person workshop coming up in Boise. If you have ever thought you wanted to work with me or maybe you've wanted to come to a retreat or something, but it has been outside of your price range or it hasn't been the right time, like this is your opportunity to check out what it's like to work with me. There is early bird pricing happening until the end of July, so July 31st. And I want you to be able to get in on that. Like if you are within driving distance or maybe you even want to fly into Boise, now is the time. This is your opportunity to find community and connection to have a group of women who get it, who understand what you're going through. Whether you are experiencing a betrayal in your relationship, whether you have had a partner come out, or maybe you are navigating a blended family or co-parenting, like this is your group of women to come feel connected to. I want to help you find your voice to be boldly you after you have experienced one of these things, after you feel like maybe you've lost yourself in perfect partner syndrome, you have lost yourself in trying to co-parent, you have lost yourself in trying to show up for the person who has betrayed you or your partners come out and you are like, I don't know what the hell my life looks like moving forward. This is your chance to come be in person with me and with other women who have experienced similar things. I really hope you will join us. All of the details are in the show notes. I cannot remember the URL, so please go to the show notes and claim your spot now. There are limited spots and early bird pricing ends at the end of July. So please come join us. Come be present with us. Come do this for you so that you can claim your voice and your life because dang it, something crappy has happened to you and it is hard and I know that. I also know that you can have joy and strength and clarity and everything that it is you want in life moving forward. I genuinely believe that. And I know that this workshop is going to help get you there. It will be the starting point for your journey of taking back your life. I hope to see you there. I'm sending you all the love. I will see you August 24th at our in-person event. Take care. 